GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah, we love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. DJ Brian Lee. about uh, a little bit of big bang action from like oh man it's like 13 years ago at this point so right sick. i'm still living 13 <laughs> years know, ago right? i was hyped for that dude oh man do we have a great show welcome to gxp podcast ladies and gentlemen thanks to everybody that has been listening so far we appreciate every single one of you you guys are all amazing we have a great show we got tom garland in the studio yeah who the hell is that what the Who the hell is that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's Tom Garland, man. Dude, Tom I, Garland. I wish I had you, you have the sickest setup, dude. I wish I had that for comedy with a with the the imaging voice. I don't know what you yeah. call that. Or, yeah, the pads like, and everything. It yeah. was like DJ Brian Lee. That's so cool, dude. I wish I could they were like comedian Tom Garland. DJ Brian Lee. Oh, that was sexy. <laughs> yeah. dude, you got all the fucking yeah. That's, oh yeah, then we got a DJ Brian Lee. Oh, sick, yeah. dude. That's awesome. So do you know why I have that female voice? I, I For sex? No, <laughs> no, no I don't, I don't, I don't need it for sex, man. <laughs> so like uh, if I'm DJing in a bar or nightclub or something like that, right? Mm. So my job as a DJ is to make females dance so guys stick around and, uh, and buy drinks. Right. Typically, right? Okay. So if I play a sounder like that, females are be well, – they'll be like, oh, she sounds sexy. I – I want to say that, and then they get excited, and then they stick around. It's literally a marketing ploy. I like it. I just, I just threw it out there right now, you know. I like it. That's but yeah, up. that's something that's been used for many, many years for a lot of DJs. If you notice, if you ever listen to uh, XM Radio or Sirius XM or anything, a lot of the voices for the drops are females. Thank you for believing in me that I could afford Sirius XM. My broadcast <laughs> is listening to Z one hundred two point nine, but that's that's what's up. Dude. Oh, we I, love Z one hundred two point nine. I ain't though, talking you any know? shit, but I'm yeah. just. Saying, I, I can't afford that XM in my car. I don't know what you're on, but uh, 
I love it, man. I love it. Tom Garland, man, uh, we've known each other a long time. I mean, uh, at least 10 years. Um, you've been in the comedy circuit for a very long time. You're a very successful comedian. You're out in Vegas for a while, did a lot of shows out there. Um, you got a couple shows coming up here in the next couple weeks here in Iowa, which is super exciting, man. So thanks again for coming on the show, man. You are amazing. <laughs> Dude, thanks for having me. I'm the one that hit you. Don't act like I, I was like, please let me come on your show. <laughs> and then please let me host your your show that you're doing down on. I, I've been begging you for stuff, dude. So don't act like yeah, I'm the shit. That's, I don't think you've been begging me, man. Yeah. It just worked out, you know? I mean, uh, uh, there were, we'll get into, you know, like how we know each other and everything here in, in, in just a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited that we're working again um, together. And uh, it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I, I know that. It's generous of you, dude. You're doing stuff in the comedy, too. I mean, how many people that have produced rap albums and done everything that you've done get into stand-up, too? That's that's. Versatile. I've always been that's, into stand-up. I just yeah. haven't been the comedian because I'm not a comedian. Well, I don't, I don't know. You just We were just talking before you you pressed record, and you said you did a little stand-up. You said you did some hosting or whatever. Yeah, so MC you got work. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, internet jokes, poop jokes, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it works. That's still something, dude. That's more comedy than most comedians <laughs> yeah, do, so well. I'm with it. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. Um, so you, you're from Cedar Rapids here or from Iowa? I'm from Cedar Rapids, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, tell us about your upbringing. Where'd you go to school? Like, um, you know, I mean, what got you into comedy? All this stuff. I, I want to know, man. Yeah, sure. So I, I went to all Catholic schools, so I'm, I'm that preppy, weird kid. Which one? Went, which one? I went, I went to St. Pius as a little kid. Okay. I went to Regis when Regis was a middle school yeah. or whatever. Uh, and or high I, school or middle school? No, middle, middle school. school. And then I went to, I'm not that old. <laughs> and then I went Went to uh, I went to Xavier. No um, shit. I, I graduated Xavier. Did you really? The first graduating class, ninety nine. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, All yeah. right. Well, then we're both. I went to St. Matt's. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. And then I ended up going to Dubuque and went to St. Joe's Key West, and then went to Hempstead High School into the public system, and then uh, my mom moved me back here in ninety eight, and I was supposed to go to Regis. But obviously, Regis and LaSalle combined, but then it yeah, to Xavier, and so the attendance system didn't work for like the first three months. So I was fucking hardly ever there. <laughs> Nobody knew if you're there or not. That's awesome, you know? dude. You were like a COVID kid before COVID. You were just skipping Zoom. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, nobody even knew, yeah. you know, because it was a great time to like start your senior year at a new high school because mm. two schools were combining. So all the LaSalle kids thought I was from Regis. And all the Regis kids thought it was from LaSalle. And I'm like, I'm a Hempstead guy. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah, dude. You're just like, I'm just hitting on all these girls from both schools. No, no. Here's the thing. Like, because I went to St. Matt's up until uh, 1989, um, yeah. I had a bunch of friends still that were still in the in the Catholic system. So Word. I just kind of jumped right back in. It was it was kind of neat. I didn't know you went to Xavier, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I went to Xavier. And uh, so first humor attempts is I... Uh, write for our student newspaper, right? And yeah. then later I start, uh, I go to college at the University of Iowa and I start writing for the Daily Iowan. And uh, and I was really spending more time at, at bars and, and doing God knows what than I was ever at school. But I loved working for the newspaper. And uh, and I would do stuff for the newspaper and their their TV side of things they call Daily Iowan TV. And, uh, and then it was getting to a point where they, they had me on like sports and I'm not a big sports guy. And then they had me like 
covering like field hockey and no hate against field hockey, but I wasn't. Sounds on the, like you're hating against field hockey. I wasn't on the big football beat, is what I'm saying. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't chasing Kirk Ferentz around yeah. or whatever. So I, you know, so then I started thinking like, well, I want to get back to being creative like that. So. I just I remember I called Penguins Comedy Club and Danny Franks answered the phone and he's like, "Oh, Penguins, what do you want?" Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so That's like, exactly how Danny talks too. <laughs> and he, and he was a great guy. And I said like, "Oh, hey, uh, how does someone perform at your club?" And he's like, "Oh, you got to come down to open mic." And then yeah. it was you know super helpful and yeah. and walked me through it. And so I went down to Penguins at this at this time it's at Thirty Third Avenue. You okay, know, so, so this is after the flood of two thousand eight. I started in two thousand ten. It okay, would have been yeah. like. So, Comics always remember their first thing. I think yeah. it was like September of 2010. And so I go down there and I didn't tell anybody that I was going because I was super nervous. Like, what if I bomb or whatever? And sure. I, I'd practiced in my mirror and stuff. And I didn't know how much time I'd get either and whatever. So Danny's like, is your four first minutes? Yeah. He goes, three minutes. Do three what? minutes. And three so, minutes. <laughs> so I do three minutes and I thought I killed, dude. I was like, I was like, I'm I'm so good at comedy, dude. I was like, <laughs> I never knew I was good at that. And it's like, you can't screw up three minutes, you know? So yeah, like it's like two jokes. Yeah, exactly. So and they, and looking back, like I was just drunk. I don't even know <laughs> what I said, you know. And uh, and so I came back a couple times and did three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, and then um, you know, and then it, it, it. I think they did that once a month, and eventually, kind of down the road, I was comedy is very addicting because you kind of get to be a thrill seeker. You know, because you get adrenaline off of it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I can like, see that. Yeah. Like you do off any kind of performing sure. or anything. Um, but I think that that especially is adrenaline junkiness is the stand up. And so I, I started to be like, well, I'll start some of my own open mics. And then I started some in Iowa City. And then that kind of led to wanting to get on the road a little bit. And then things kind of go from there, I guess. If wow. That's, yeah. Wow. Then you ended up in Vegas for over three years. Yeah. I probably toured on and off for like seven of the you know 10 years or so and then uh, i don't even know the math <laughs> thank you xavier <laughs> yeah great <laughs> program i was skipping class too <laughs> and but it, it you know i think we're what happened was around 2017 uh or so or 2016 i'm met up with one of my i was playing laugh factory in chicago there's like a little great venue, by the way. Yeah, it was cool. And there's a little bar next door. And so I didn't want to drink there because I don't want them to see me drink, right? So I go down to that bar and I drink right <laughs> next door. You know what I mean? I'll do the damage over there. He did 14 shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so my friend from college comes out and sees me and he's like, Oh, how's comedy going for you? And I was like, Oh, dude, it's going great. And he's like, Yeah, right. What'd they pay you tonight? And I'm like, Well, all right. So I'm sleeping on my friends. My other Whatever, friends. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeping on Keegan Buckingham's couch. It's yeah. not going so well, you know? But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to get my name out there and stuff. And he's like, Well, I'll tell you what, I'm moving to Vegas and I play poker professionally. I'm a, I kill it at poker and I'm going out there and I'm, I'm doing it no matter what. And I'll give you your first month's rent free with me mm. because I just want to note somebody out there and whatever. And he's like, you should be in Vegas. And I was like, you say I don't have to pay rent for a month? And so I moved a bunch of the, – the place was furnished and it was on the strip. And I moved as much stuff as I could into my car. And within a you know a month or so, I, I drove out to, to Vegas and kind of didn't look back. And then eventually COVID hit. And I tried to wait it out. I thought – you know, they kept saying two weeks to stop the spread or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And they didn't know. No, and, and I'm not blaming it. But 
then they, Vegas kind of like reopened for a couple weeks and then it shut yeah, down again. I remember that. And yeah. it shut mm-hmm. down again. And the second time it shut down, um, I was living with my now wife, uh, Izzy, who you know, and then I, I kind of said to her, like, I think we might be in deep shit. Like, I don't think this is going to clear up anytime soon. And, and then I was like, what do you think of Iowa? <laughs> and you met her out there in Vegas? Yeah, and I okay. met her in Vegas. Yeah. Like, um, and and stuff. And she's from Indiana originally, so she kind of knew what she's getting into. So with what, uh, what was she doing out there? She was a uh, florist for the MGM Grand. Oh, so nice. She, yeah, yeah, so she did flowers and stuff, which was kind of cool and stuff. So we were always... Um, I mean, it's no high V gig, but no. <laughs> Later, she worked for high V. That's awesome. That's where you guys met. Yeah, that's, cool. that's right. You should have that be your imaging voice or whatever. Just to, just to plug the high V. I mean, that's that's a big credit right there. Should, uh, DJ High V. I mean, DJ Brian Lee. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Do a couple explosions. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> you can't do that in this neighborhood. Yeah. Dude. I ducked. Well, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. We are on the southeast side of Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Um, so how we knew each other? Um, I think I met you. I was hosting an open mic night at uh, Cocktails, um, which um, is something I got brought into because I had a sound system and a microphone, yep. and then I would DJ afterwards. And this room, it, I, I love cocktails. Um, Ryan Evans and everybody who's involved with cocktails is a great place. It's a great place to hang out. Horrible place for comedy, though. Um, they got like a Especially stage. Especially when I'm on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> get, we'll get, get ready to that. for this yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> so they got the stage and this, like, this whole like dance area, but then like there's like a, a bar that's down a level and then like a whole nother room full pool table so nobody's fucking paying attention except for like the six or seven people up in the upper area by the stage and everybody's talking and loud and the only thing that saved it is that they turned off the jukebox um and then uh i I hosted this every other thursday and it it was a lot of the same people and we always had a good time and then and then i have tom garland come (laughs) (laughs) so i think that was like my I had done that a couple times. You probably don't yeah. remember that, but I had done a couple times, and I actually had fun and did what I again. My That's three when I first or, met you. Yeah, my three minutes or my five minutes, and thought I did well because um, it is a tough room. It is, and a then very and you're like, even as a pro, it'd probably be tough because it's just the way it's set up. They got pool tables and stuff, you know. Yeah, for Tim comedy. Sullivan had a hell of a time there, and usually he can. He's a, a killer, dude. Yeah, Tim's, yeah, yeah, and he's. God, he's doing stuff with Chappelle and all sorts yeah. of shit. I mean, he's a murderer. So, and I, I loved him. But any sidebar here, so we we get you know doing that. And I remember, like, I don't exactly remember how it started, but I went off on a guy, and I thought, like, at the time, I had watched like like all bad comics. I had watched YouTube. And I had thought you're supposed to roast the guy you don't like or whatever. You know, you're supposed yeah. to roast people. But I wasn't even roasting him. I was just like swearing at him and insulting <laughs> him and like I don't even know what I was thinking. Pull up your pants, Tom. But I'm ba- <laughs> I'm bombing. And to the point they started booing. Yeah. And they booed me. And I remember looking over at you and you were like, No. I, I did the, no, the whole get, throat cut thing, like, hey, you're done, bro. Stage. <laughs> And so, and then so I go out. I don't know if you even know this. I go out in the parking lot, and a guy follows me out there. In oh, like I a, did not know. Oh that. Yeah, yeah, in like a UFC like tap out shirt, no. and he's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass." What that? Who's that about? Like whatever. And I was like, "It's an open mic. Fuck you." <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I can I I can swear on this, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, you know, I, it's too late now. But yeah. I, <laughs> boom! I bomb another show. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is? 
Oh, nice, dude. That's like Morse code, too. Yeah, that was right. sick. So I literally, I leave there, and I lived in Iowa City at the time. So, I'd you know, like in Iowa, you always got to drive if you want to do stand-up. Yeah. So I had come down from Iowa City. So I'd, I'd drive, I'd this guy, I talked this guy out of beating my ass. I get in the car. I drive back to Iowa City. And Iowa City's not a far drive, but that seemed like hours. I drove back in pure silence. And literally, I'd never forget this. I had a like a conversation with myself. And I said to myself, I was like, okay, comedy is hard. So far, we've been having fun. I've been doing my little three-minute, five-minute sets, and everything's gone well. This is my first bomb, and it's a bad one. And you you probably can't go back to that bar, but we can keep doing comedy. But I was like, if you're going to do this, you got to be, you know, speaking to myself, I was like, you got to be all in with this and you got to be serious about it and you got to take it like a professional. You can't, and you're going to have to read books and research and, and, and talk with pros and, and travel with people and do everything right from here on out. You can't just, you know, fuck with people like that. It's just not, that's not how shit goes, you know? And, um, and I probably carried a lot of that with me for like 10 years just cause it was like, so knee jerk for me. Cause like, um, like I said, I'd been doing what, and it was like, you know, uh, I just had these experiences where I was like, oh man, I'm, you know, it's such a, there's such an ego thing in comedy. Sure. So I was like, you oh, got I'm, the mic. I'm the yeah. shit, you know, yeah. like they, they can't touch me. And it's like comedy will humble the hell out of you. Like it, you know? And so, um, what's funny is later on, like, uh, I, you know, in Vegas, I, I still go down to open mics, like on the sly, I play all the clubs, but I go down to the open mics just to work on my shit, you know? and get stage time and then you're around new comics all over again so you're yeah. seeing people's like second third fourth time and whatever and they'd be like oh you know you don't bomb like me i'm like dude i did years of bombing yeah. like you you know like yeah i've been, i've had my shit checked plenty and it's yeah. like it builds over time you know like right you mentioned tim tim just to circle back here tim is a killer because tim has done the roughest you know hardest rooms like and i love the guys that like, you know, Vernon Bar and Grill. Yeah. But that's another tough that's room. That's a hard room. And yeah. Tim goes in there and he'll bang heads with every, and he'll get them to pop and laugh and whatever. And it's like, you know, I, we, me and Tim did one room. It was like Wilton, Wisconsin or something like that. And yeah. Tim just burnt the place down on the way out. And it's like, you see shit like that and you're like, that's from years of, of killing it. And yeah. And fucking up Brian Lee gigs. That's, <laughs> that's how you do that. You were the only one that did that. Um, but <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I didn't even care. I was just like, hey, man, the, your time's up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's and, the best I, And it was be. so funny because like, <laughs> when I wanted to reconnect with you, when yeah. I met your wife at Hy-V, right, mm-hmm. I opened up my messenger from 12 years ago, right? And okay. the last message was your apology that's about this fucking oh, big. No. And you're like, Brian, I'm so sorry, this and that. And I, and all I think I said was, it's all good, man. <laughs> that's all I said. <laughs> and I never talked to you again after that. And that's it wasn't awesome. because I didn't want to. It was just, you're just like, oh my God. And you just, you just bailed. <laughs> that's my favorite credit ever. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 
<laughs> it was that so should funny. be my bio is just that apology. And honestly, I was working at Hy-Vee at the time, and I I met your wife, and she's like, "Oh my, you know, my fiance is Tom Garland." I was like, "No shit, I haven't seen that guy forever." And she's like, "Well, yeah, I, so I want to get him on my podcast." And she's like, "Well, hit him up. He, he's on Messenger." And and I opened it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, god, never oh, mind." <laughs> I remember what happened now. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. I was like, I didn't think it was that bad, but apparently he did. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> it, was, it was that bad, bro. But yeah, no. Hey, we we learn. We we move on. You got a couple shows here. First of all, how can we find you on social media right now? <laughs> you can find me in your DMs apologizing <laughs> for all my prior mistakes. <laughs> this is, this I'm is gonna the perfect, hit up your wife and be like, "He's back in my DMs." This is the <laughs> perfect transition to plug my shows too. Yes, by the way, be like, yeah. he bombs his ass off in Marion, Iowa. <laughs> Who wants to go see barely for- Marion Iowa? Yeah, not, yeah, on the yeah, not even <laughs> on the cusp. Yeah, you're like, don't throw Marion under the bus. Yeah. Mary <laughs> You don't belong there either. And we can find you on Instagram. Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram is uh, that's hilarious too. My name on Instagram is Tom Garland. That's my name, right? And then it's L V for Las Vegas. Las I should Vegas. change that to like CR because I'm not in Vegas. You can anymore. change it now. Yeah. Uh, can I? All right. Well, that's because yeah. I've been carrying that around too. I'm like, oh, I came back from Vegas and I got this stupid Vegas name on my. Or you shit. just add CR to the end of it. LVCR. LVCR. Yeah. All why right. not? You and know, because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people seen you out in Vegas. You yeah, know? they did. Yeah, yeah. They don't. I was. We were just meeting with uh, the gentleman that's using your studio. I don't know if I should drop his name, but anyways, we. Uh, Kevin Burt. Kevin Burt. Yeah, yeah, he was, and, and I was telling Kevin, I said, they see you out there, but they don't remember. They see you like they're like, you know, they're like, welcome to the L.A. Comedy Club, and then they see you at the club, and then afterwards you'll be like, oh, who'd you? See? They'll be like, I went to the comedy club at the Stratosphere, and you'll be like, oh, who'd you see? And they're like, the comedy club at the Stratosphere. Yeah, they don't yeah. remember your name as much, you know. So that's that's why I think sometimes. I love comedy clubs and I love playing casinos and big stuff, but I also like playing rock bars and, and really indie stuff too. Cause I feel like people remember you more, Sure, you know, than I, I have people that hit me up on socials and stuff from BFE nowhere. And I feel like that I've made more of an impact somehow in Brainerd, Minnesota than I ever did at, at the big clubs on the strip. Sure. But like, you know, well, they're on vacation and they're, they're fucked like, up. Yeah. Fucked yeah. Up. Everybody's yeah. lit from the time they get yeah. off the plane or before they get off the plane. I was going to yeah. say, I don't wait until I get off the plane. Yeah, they bring exactly. that beverage cart around. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you fly a Legion, uh, they booze you say, up. It's a booze this cruise. Is a Legion. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been on so, those before. Yeah, definitely. This is all free. Are you sure you should do this? The ride to Vegas. Vegas is so fun. You're yeah. flying out there and you're like, Vegas, big beast, let's go. You, everybody's high fiving and cheering and shit and whatever, taking shots or whatever. Yeah. The way home is so depressing. Everyone's just like, don't look at me. Don't De- fucking. Dehydration. <laughs> everybody's just like, well, I don't know what happened. I'm broke. <laughs> the I'm guy, probably going to get divorced. <laughs> the guy next to you is like still on Molly. He's yeah. just like rubbing your arm or whatever. You're and you're like, just letting him. You're just, yeah, you're just like, whatever. Feels right? good. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> He's got soft hands. <laughs> that's great. Now I feel that that's concerning. Um, you got a couple shows coming up here. Yeah, sorry, the plug. So I'm I'm on Twitter too, and it's same thing. It's Tom Garland LV uh, on Twitter, and then the show's coming up. Let's talk about your. I mean, yeah, you we, started a new thing. It's over at Classic uh, Classic Event, Event Center, Center uh, Town and Country, Country Shopping Center, yep, in Cedar and, Rapids, Iowa. And yep. it was really cool, dude. I went out. 
what was that? Last Thursday. Last Thursday, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know what was cool was you had Danny Franks host, and Danny Franks was the first guy that ever brought me on stage. And we haven't, I haven't seen Danny again in like ten years either. No kidding. So yeah, so that was cool, and just to catch up with him and yeah. whatever, and that was kind of a blast from the past. So we're going to do it every other Thursday. Um, Coming up here on Thursday the 19th is our second show. uh, Comedy open mic um, at Classic Event Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Comics can start coming at 6 p.m. to sign up. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. And we got Tom Garland hosting uh, this Thursday. So super excited about that. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's dude, you're the one making the same mistake twice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You've, you've seen me. We'll see what happens. You've seen me eat it at cocktails. Now, now see me really. Now you give the whole show over to me. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah Let's no. see how this goes. Huh? I, dude, I love doing stuff like that too. I love like, you know, it's actually that room is super nice. Normally, open mics are hosted in unconventional rooms, like you're yeah. in the back of some place next to a pool table or whatever with the. I, you know the vending machine or whatever, and you and you right next to touch tunes, and people are like yeah. trying to play music while you're doing your act, and and it's off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this that's like a real. It's got a big stage and good lights and cool, you know, like wood background and yeah. everything. And it was it was classy. <laughs> the derecho wood is that what you call? I it? I called it derecho wood. Yeah, See, which it probably is the derecho wood. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There you go. That's my act, Brian. I'm yeah. bringing up the same jokes twice. I'm like nobody on the podcast heard me at the at the. <laughs> open mic yeah oh, all 15 people yeah so the, hey that was it, legit though dude yeah. I'm, again there were 15, i was happy with that turnout actually. you know what i liked about it is it's not it's just comedy open mic in there it wasn't uh like a bar that people were having dinner at right and then we were doing what i like to call hostage comedy where <laughs> right. you come in and they you're can't like leave. they can't you just like all of a sudden up there and you're like holding a gun to everyone's head and you're like hey we're doing comedy ha <laughs> your conversation's over and now i'm talking about my dick for you know 15 <laughs> minutes like that's that's the worst dude i've been doing a lot of those since i got back because we were talking, I've got back since the pandemic, I'm trying to reconnect with the scene I'm trying to do. And I've been trying to do stuff kind of on the sly, like not announce anything. Because yeah. I've been wanting to keep my, what is my small draw tight until I, I'm ready to, to let loose again. And so I'm like, you know, f- flushing my act, rebuilding my act. And, and so I've been going down. I've been doing a lot of music open mics. Yeah. And yeah, and I go where like people are playing guitar and stuff mm-hmm. and then i'm like hey i'm a comedian would you guys mind if i get up and ruin all your shit and then they're like <laughs> they're like oh no and then i sign up anyways and then i'm like oh i'm sorry i don't have a guitar or i don't rap or whatever i'm just i'm just gonna uh, you know talk about uh the horrible stuff for 15 minutes and then <laughs> the, but in reality you get more stage time sometimes that way you it, it's more like um heavy lifting yeah. you know for mm-hmm. the you, they're not ready for it so you kind of so some of that can be positive, but that's a great angle to get in there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To get more stage time, um, look for other open mics instead of just comedy open mics. I never thought of that. You know who I learned that from, and you probably know them is uh, Janice Chapman and mm-hmm. Butterfly. Red, Red and Butterfly. Red and Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met Red and Butterfly when I first started doing Penguins, and they were like, "So what other sh- you know bars have you played?" And I was like, "There's only one comedy club. It's Penguins." So we're what are you talking about? I'm, you know, I'm not driving to Des Moines. You know, I was like, not yet. I just started. And they were like, no, no, you can just go crash 
other shows, you know, you can go like <laughs> they were like, you just do. It. And I was like, bullshit. And they literally drove me around one night and we crashed like karaoke's and, and music open mics and whatever. I literally, you know, where I did comedy that was weird was it was like, I think it was like bricks had like, or like karaoke, but you were like upstairs. Up, yeah. I used to DJ up there. Yeah. And people were like downstairs yeah. drinking. And so we were like shouting down at them <laughs> and whatever. And I was so bad at stand up at the time, but I just hadn't even thought I was like, I could just do it that way. Yeah. That's cool. And so I always kind of kept that in the back of my mind that I was like, you know, I can do stuff that's unconventional or whatever and, and still get my stage time that way, you know? Yeah. And you got a, a show coming up here in Walford, Iowa. Yeah, so that I'm I'm really excited about, and uh, so the, it's called the Knapp Creek Event Center. It used to be the Ponderosa. Um, oh, the Ponderosa so, Ballroom. Yeah, that's, oh, so that's, that's a great venue actually. It's yeah, really sick. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what it was. I was like Knapp Creek. What the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. so that's why I'm so excited about it. But they've it's you know it's kind of like this where they've come in and they wanted you know they've they've revamped the whole place. And put a lot of money into into sprucing it up and making it a new event center for weddings or whatever you want to do. You know, um, I think they're still doing you know some some other stuff. Maybe Ponderosa had in the past. That's but That's a I think big room, though. It's a huge room. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I really appreciate you having me on today, and I was I was blowing you up because I'm like <laughs> I gotta promote the hell out of this. Yeah, because it's a big room to fill, and yeah. um, and so I'm. Uh, very fortunate, but at the same time, I got a I got a lot of promo to do to let people know I'm back in town because I've been hiding out for like yeah. you know like the last year or so, um, working on my shit. So I'm ready to rip. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an hour. Um, I got my buddy uh, Keegan Buckingham that you, that you said I know you, Keegan. You remember yep. he's funny as hell. He was on America's Got Talent. I, I like, watched him on there. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious, dude. And so he goes, he's gonna host and. Um, and then uh, my buddy Ed Burroughs um, is a really funny comic. He's from Marshalltown. He sounds familiar too. I don't know if I know him or not, but he's in a wheelchair. He's a really funny. Guy. Oh yes, like, you know yes. who I'm talking he, about. Uh, yeah. He came down to um, uh, Penguins and did open mics uh, right before the pandemic. He's a killer, dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ed and I did a the lot. Twenty first. Yeah, I'll be there. We'll be there. And then um, for sure, my boy DJ One Way, um, real name DJ Dorrington. DJ One Way, what's and, up, man? So he's gonna he's gonna do a spot as well. He's gonna DJ for us, and uh, and yeah, it's gonna be. You know, I tried to put a decent package together for people too, and it's cheap. It's only like fifteen bucks to go if you buy in advance. And uh, what time? Oh, I think doors are at seven, shows at eight. Okay. So, like, we got old man hours. We'll get out of there by 930 or so, you know. But, is it all ages? Uh, It's 18 plus. Okay. So, so yeah. Go. yeah. So, yeah. I, and, I mean, I don't know how hard they'll be carding in Walford, Iowa at the 18, but I just mean, you know. That big thing was I told them, I was like, hey, if we cannot do – little little kids yeah, yeah like yeah. you know if it's if somebody's got a 16 year old or something that's mature enough what it gets to be like church where it's like they don't understand it's not that i'm going to say anything that offensive or bothersome to you know there's always the person like in these small towns too that's like right, they hear it at home they hear it on the tv and i'm right. like i know but they don't give a shit they're kids right. so yeah. they're going to want to run around and play with toys they're going to be on a iPad watching Paw Patrol or some shit. Right, right. And I want to do my, I don't want to hear, you know, like, and then I can't, like, you know, I can't go all cocktails and company on somebody's kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't. Although I would laugh. I can't be like, fuck these kids in Walford, man. I can't do that shit. You know? And then you got three people in the back, like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like them either. Yeah. 
Isn't that your kid? Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, exactly. an asshole. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, 18 plus Walford, Iowa. You want to get tickets? It's my website is Tom Garland Stand Up. Dot com. So yeah. I my website used to be TomGarlandComedy.com and it got hacked. It's really weird. I don't know. The website got hacked? It's really weird. So like, okay, so I stopped paying for it during the pandemic because wow. I wasn't doing stand-up. So I was like So somebody else bought it. So some weird like mm-hmm. spam people bought it. Mm-hmm. Then they make you try to pay like eight times the amount. But for they it. haven't contacted me or anything. No, they're waiting for you to try to buy it back. Oh, Okay. Was it through GoDaddy or? It was through Wix. Wix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then they like, they rewrote my bio in like spam language. So it was like, Tom Garland is a funner comedian from Iowa, but he. (laughs) So they did that. So you would see it and want to change it and then uh, contact them. And then they're like, oh, it's eight grand for this. And you're like, fuck you, you know, but they own it. Well, yeah. fuck both of us because they're yeah. stuck with the stupid website. I just bought a new one for <laughs> for whatever that was, and, and I don't have the eight grand. So that's yeah. if I did, I'm getting Sirius XM and, and yeah. listening to that shit. I get my it back. I get my website back. That's that's those that ship has sailed. So it's Tom Garland's stand dot com, and then you can get the tickets on there. They're on Eventbrite too, if you know how to use that. Yeah, and whatever. And then yeah. yours is yours is free. You yes, can just come yes. down there. And- the open mic is free to the public. Um, you know, just come in and and grab a couple drinks from the bar. You don't have to buy alcoholic drinks or anything like that. You can you can get soda. No. Um, we do not have any food there. It's just uh, a cash bar and uh, an event venue. So probably uh, a really uh, similar to. Uh, the Napa Event Center, pretty much, right? Yeah, I don't think they're doing food. I know they're doing the bar and everything like that, and I think the cops will be waiting right outside to give everyone a DUI on the <laughs> way. So, I, just, <laughs> so there's motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting her out. I, uh, no, uh, you know, it's funny is that, like, I played mostly small towns, too. So you were talking about, like, oh, my illustrious comedy career. Well, I got to a point where I decided, like, Okay, I'm. I never said lustrous. Well, I didn't. (laughs) Just for the record, that's that's a different level of classes, Xavier. Man, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have AP English (laughs) then. Exactly, exactly. So I, but I, you know, you get doing stand up, and I got to a point where there's different ways to pursue it. I decided, like, I want to do this full time. And so that's all I want to do. I don't care. Like, I'll just go all in. Yeah. And, you know, and so I started to be like, chase money with it and be like, well, where, you know, in in Chicago or New York or LA, you can't really make money. You got to like have your day job and then do it Mm -hmm. at night. And I was like, that's, I I just feel like that's not living the dream, dude. I'd rather, you know, get paid and just go on to the next night. So, I would play mostly small towns. I was Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, cuz then you live in mostly shitty small towns all over the country night to night 350 nights a year or whatever. Yeah. So, I I did that for a long time and then I was like, this is insane. I'm going to live in a city and get a day job again and do comedy <laughs> at night. And so that's when I I moved out to Vegas, but I really liked like uh you know I'm I'm cut up for for Walford Iowa. I don't think they know I'm coming with the heat, dude. I <laughs> I got small town life down from yeah. from the years of touring that. Bringing that so. heat from the undercarriage. I get it. So <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm excited for the show. So it's um, January 21st at Nat Ballroom or Ponderosa Ballroom, however you remember it, in Walford, Iowa. Doors open at 7, showtime at 8 o'clock. I cannot wait to see you guys out there. That's going to be a lot of fun, man. Dude, it's going to be so sweet. I appreciate it. I, obviously, I got tickets for you if you want to come. Or, yeah, we'll or be whatever. there. Yeah, for sure. Now, now you just got married. Not yeah, I did get married. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Thank man. You. I that's appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, that's another thing I've been uh, working on on the slide down in the <laughs> <laughs> that get married's a lot a whole open mic experience in itself. Yeah. You're like there's a lot of time that you put in. You know, you're getting you're engaged right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting married next month. So yeah, so I'm I'm so excited for you, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're all grown up. I know. It took me 41 years, but hey. <laughs> That's all right. My dude. kids are almost grown. Fuck it, let's start over. That's better. <laughs> hey, better late than never. Yeah, you know. So, uh, um, so you met Izzy out in, uh, or your wife out in Vegas, and you brought her to Iowa. Yeah, we were talking about that. I, so, like, we we meet and um, and we kind of connected over that. Strangely enough, she's from Indiana originally, and then uh, you know I'm being from Iowa, and we met like you know first couple months out there. We, we connect and meet. And then so it was like both of us were like, wow, the city's crazy, right? Like people are scary here. And you're Midwest. And I was like, I, I want to hang out with you. Like right, I, can, yeah. you know, I can trust you and you're fun and whatever. And um, and so we were both kind of – I had been out there quite a bit for, uh, for stand-up and just, you know, other stuff. Uh, Vegas-related debauchery. And sure. <laughs> uh, but it was really like cool because we kind of got to discover the city together and um and hang out together a lot this is kind of fun so originally like we go on these dates and stuff but i would be like hey let's you know these are like my nights off right or mm -hmm. whatever so i'm sure. like hey let's go to the comedy club what do you think yeah, right? so she's mean... like oh okay i've never been to this club or this thing and you know i'm like oh it's really nice here and whatever and then finally she's like oh why do we keep going to these comedy clubs and i was like oh because i don't pay for any drinks or food here <laughs> so i was like I thought, Live it like kings. I thought we would just do things the cheapest possible way. I should tell you I'm broke. And my roommate paid my first month's rent, so that's the whole reason. But you I'm love here. me now, so yeah, yeah. you're stuck. And then COVID happens, and we were like cellmates, dude. We lived. Cellmates. We we had just moved in together, and we we only moved in together for like a month, and we lived in a 600 square foot apartment. Well, you know, obviously, like, I'm not saying, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, but then it's like, well, you go outside or you do something. Well, in Vegas, it's 120 degrees outside. So right. I would go outside. I'd be like, I'm going for a walk, you know, forget this. And then I would be out there just like burning in the sun and my <laughs> white Iowa skin. And I was like, I have to go back inside. Oh my God. Back to the cell. <laughs> and so then I figured after that, I was like, okay, if we, can make it through this like she's definitely the one like yeah. this is sweet you know but i still had to like kind of pre-propose i was like hey so we've been you know they were just stringing it along they were like oh maybe next week maybe next week six months of that i think vegas ended up opening up about eight months later but you never there was no end in sight yeah. you know so i finally said to her i was like hey i'm moving back to iowa where i'm from because i'm running out of money and i'm screwed so you are more than welcome to come. You're invited, obviously, and I would love if you came. But I also, there's no hard feelings, and I understand if you don't. And she was like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, okay, Dope. that's sweet. Yeah. And so then, I, I you know, um, I, obviously, wonderful woman, super excited to marry her. 
you know, getting married is awesome. I didn't realize how much work it is to do. I never understood why people elope or whatever. I was like, why would someone just get married and like not have a big party with all their friends and stuff like that? And it's like, oh my God, that's like a full-time job. Yeah. Like that's a whole thing. You got to get everyone's addresses and all this shit and meet with these people and do all this planning and, and hire out all these people. It's like, the, oh yeah, it's like throwing a big concert. You know, it's, you it's know, huge. I've DJed over 800 weddings in my career. Really dude. Yeah. So I'm That's awesome. super seasoned in this. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's got it easy because yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got this. I got this. I know this person. I already got this set up. We're good to go. These people owe me favors, this and that, you know, and it, it's been a really, um, non-stressful process actually. Yeah. I don't think people realize how much the wedding DJ runs the event. Oh, it's, it's huge. It makes yeah. or breaks your reception. And a lot of people are like, well, I, I have a cousin who can do it for 400 bucks. I'm like, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. they can't MC it, though. Yeah, That's the thing. Maybe like, they'll play music. Was yeah. that a Spotify playlist? What, what are you guys using? You yeah. Know? The MC stuff, though, is big. That's where that penguin side of you comes in yeah. where it's like now all of a sudden, like, I'm – I'm pronouncing it. I'm getting yeah. all the names right. Correct. I'm doing whatever. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Yeah, dude. master of ceremonies is huge for a wedding because mm -hmm. um, I tell people, you know, when they book their wedding with me, I'm like, yes, you get six hours of my DJ service, but more or less, you're getting almost uh, an event planner. Totally. And so I will coordinate everything with your photographer, with your cake people, with your speeches, with your videographers. Yeah, your you know, wedding party, all that stuff. Everything. Yeah. You know, I line you up outside to make sure everybody's in the you know the right order. Mm -hmm. I can even do separate songs for every group or every couple coming in. Sick. You know, I mean, a lot of yeah. different things go into it. So that's why, I mean, I charge what I do for weddings and we charge a lot of money. But it's worth it. You know, a lot of people will be like, man, this place was amazing. The food was awesome, but the DJ sucked. And that's what they're going to talk about. Like, right. we didn't have any fun. We didn't dance. The, the DJ dance floor was horrible. Is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's going to be like, man, that food was great. But, uh, you know, I'm okay with it, with the DJ sucking. No, man, everybody wants to have a good time. Yeah, that's the male mentality. The male mentality is like, for most men, maybe not, a, you know, because like mm -hmm. you said, you come from the entertainment side of things. But I feel like most men are like, you know, they're like, oh, I don't care. It won't People don't care. It won't yeah. matter or whatever. $3,000 for a DJ? Are you uh, kidding are me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Or whatever. That's why I like those wedding shows where it's like Say Yes to the Dress and Bridezilla's or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, but it's always women doing the stuff. Yeah. And, and, of course, they get it right. I'm like, it should be men on those shows planning the weddings. Yeah. And screwing everything up yeah. instead of groom, you know, instead of Bridezilla's. Let's see Groom Reaper. Let's see. Groom Reaper. I, I want to see it. a guy throw a kegger <laughs> at the Long Branch. You know, and so like, here's why guys night, aren't in charge, you know? right? Because they'd be like, "No, I got the entertainment." Next thing you know, there's stripper poles being brought yeah, in and everything. at a bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Bowling alley. It's fifty cent beer night. <laughs> Come on. You don't know how to bowl? Put up the bumpers. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got everybody's shoes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How generous. I got everybody's shoes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. No, so, it, it, you know, weddings are very, um, they can be very stressful, but um, one thing I have on my side is is that I know weddings inside and out. So yeah, it's I'm, great, not even, I'm not even stressed about it one bit. I'm just like, yeah, we got this. That's don't awesome. Don't worry. You know? 
we got some of the best vendors in town and and some of the be- we got one of the best venues and everybody's on board everybody wants to help so it's kind of great i'm i'm kind of glad i never got married before actually i'm really glad i never got married before. yeah i mean you <laughs> you built your network here though too to use and and yeah, yeah not being divorced is probably a good thing brian yeah, there's, you know, only, like, there's only so many times you yeah. can split up the the gxp kingdom you know yeah, what i mean right. <laughs> oh shit you're going to have half of this oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they do uh, didn't think that one through, did you, B? All right. All right. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, are fine. Or, I know. Or, yeah. I'm not worried about it, man. So, yeah, how is married life, though? It's good. I mean, you know? give me and some then, insights here. Well, there's you know? only, you speaking of half, there's not much half to take from the, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the lucky one here. I'm the one that's, she's gorgeous and, and sweet and fun and whatever. I'm like, you want half of my shit? I got one real website, one fake one. You can have the fake one. You can have, <laughs> you <laughs> have the fake one. Yeah, that that's you know we grand. split shit up or whatever. Yeah, it's a, you and you owe these people eight grand. I don't know how that happened. You you divorced me. You owe eight grand, but that's, you love me. <laughs> great. No, it's great, dude. We just got a dog too, which is a lot of work. And so I'm doing all this stuff that like I didn't get to do when I was on tour, you know, because I was just living out of hotel rooms all the time and. So you Whatever, guys have no so. kids then? No, we don't have any kids okay. now. So yeah. you know that's, that makes it easier. Yeah, it does make things easier. I'm not against having kids. It just kind of never happened for me. I just you know I was always like one of those people. Like I was like you know I feel like if that's something that happens, all right. But you know um, I wasn't actively pursuing it because I was you know again touring and and whatever. Yeah. And, and well, you know. I mean, it worked out for you. Yeah, and I didn't necessarily. Uh, date a lot either when I was traveling because it would be you know what was weird was I was like I was touring all the time and then so I would meet girls that were great and and sometimes in these small towns sometimes in the I went into Chicago a lot and you know I would stay on Keegan's couch and do stand up there and stuff and so I would be there for like a week or a weekend and I would meet someone and they'd be like you know I'd be like oh you're so great and like oh you're so great and I'm like I, I, you know. Uh, they'd be like, when can I see you again? And I'm like, I'm back at this comedy club in six months. <laughs> so, like, they're like, six and months. And you're not coming like, with me. <laughs> yeah, six months. Like, Then I would come back. And then sometimes I would even meet groups of friends and people like that. And, you know, even outside of dating, I would meet like, you know, a dude I like to kick it with or whoever. And then I would come back and I'd be like, oh, where's Jimmy? And they'd be like, Jimmy's not in our group anymore. He sucks. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was six months since I was here. What happened? A lot of shit happens (laughs) in six months. So I kind of, I would see these groups of friends like change and people, they would all of a sudden, I would come back, they'd have a kid, they'd have a new job, they'd have a new haircut, all this different. (laughs) It was weird. It was like, I, I felt like I was in this, like stuck in this time capsule and then everybody was always changing around because I would just go from town. Yeah. You know, you start to get on a loop where you play the same cities and towns all the time and clubs and whatever. So it's just that was really weird. It's a wild but, life, man. Yeah, it was, and I'm glad I did it. I was when gonna I say did. that's fortunate. Yeah. You got to. Well, I just talked to somebody recently. And I don't want to say his name, but he he's an older guy. He's a funny guy, and he was he hit me up, and I knew him back in the Penguins days, and then of the open mic, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you did all this stuff that was so cool and whatever." And he's like, "Now I'm 50, and I'm." you know, getting, I, I've, I'm getting retired and whatever, and I want to go do comedy. And I was like, well, it's going to be harder because you're older and it'll just beat the shit out of you. You know, I, it's cool yeah. to sleep on couches and floors and eat ramen and not give a shit about your finances or how things go for you when you're 21, you know, cause right. everything you got, you're like, you don't care about any of that right. shit. You know, you just, I, I was just chasing the dream. Whereas now, you know, I'm 34 and things start, 
you you know you want to do certain things that you know like yeah. I said you married dog you know life life yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. settle so, them down a yeah. bit so you know what's your plans here for the future you know uh, with comedy and everything with your career are you going to stick around here um around the midwest here or you know what's going on yeah i don't know you know i it's, I've just kind of been playing it day by day. I'm starting to get, I, I've got a couple things in the works I don't want to totally talk about just yet because I, I like to, um, I, I used to do that all the time. I used to like promote stuff really crazy right. and then it would not happen or it would turn out different or I wouldn't be whatever. But, you know, just for now, just banging out sets at your open mic and kicking yeah. everybody's ass at the <laughs> town and country shopping center. You yeah, know, I can't I'm, wait for that. I'm, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that too. But, no, I'm just going to kind of take it one step at a time. I've had a couple uh, tour things that have come up, and then it's like, uh, do I want to leave for that again? Wife, you know, dog, whatever. And then it's like, um, but I, so I'm probably looking for more opportunities locally right now. But that being said, like, you know, I never thought I would leave Vegas. I loved Vegas and I loved doing stand up there and the, all the opportunities that were coming to me. And COVID changed my whole life in a heartbeat. So, uh, you know, after that, I'm like, well, shit, anything could happen. Like, you know, um, we both love it out there. Her family actually had moved out there before. That's kind of why she gets out there. So they live um, just outside the city. Okay. Um, so she's got family out there too. So I, you know, I could see us going back if the right opportunity opened up or, or something, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. You know, you got all the time in the world right now and mm -hmm. everything's great. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, dude, I am too. I, I, one of the things I've been working on, which is kind of weird is I, I, and I can talk about this is, um, I started filming a movie with uh, a guy named Jordan Dorrington who went to Xavier too, mm -hmm. but he'd be like younger than you, older than me. But he uh, has the world record for Galaga. He's a really good Galaga player. No shit. So it's DJ Dorrington's brother. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. he, but he played, he kicks ass on Galaga, the old video arcade game. Mm -hmm. And we're, DJ got married. So we're on DJ's bachelor party. And, you know, I'm drunk and his brother's talking to me about, oh, I'm really good at Galaga. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that. That's kind of weird and whatever. And he's like, no, I'm like the best in the world at it. And I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. You know, I was like, you hang out in arcades all the time and stuff. So we've been, we've been hanging at this, um, uh, the arcade here up the street. And, and he, <laughs> it's funny because there's like, yeah, quarter bell. Cause mm -hmm. it's funny because there's like little kids in there. Oh, yeah. Like, and then he's like, they're like, when, mister, when are you going to be done with the thing? He's like, I'm going to play this game for 14 hours, kid. Like, <laughs> I'm so on one at, quarter. Yeah. Like <laughs> on one quarter. Yeah. Like, so he's like, you're going to be waiting a while. Why don't you play first and then I'll play after you? You know, so, he, <laughs> but he's a super sweet guy. So we've been doing this documentary about, um, his experience we went out to arkansas and filmed some out there because there was like a donkey kong tournament mm -hmm. and whatever and i don't want to give too much away but there's some other guys that are local that have records and different stuff that are like live in des moines and surrounding areas and stuff so i'm i'm slowly but surely putting that together i don't really know what i'm going to do with it uh, or how i'm going to you know do the the back end of it you right know, it's one yeah. thing to shoot it i've got the cameras and cool stuff to shoot it but it's another thing to to get it out and get it distributed right um, but that's something I'm working real hard on. That's it awesome, kinda, man. Yeah. And so then I kind of, I was looking for something to do when I came home that wasn't totally comedy related because again, it involves a lot of comedy. Usually in Iowa involves a lot of travel. Yeah. And I thought, oh, Jordan and I can just kind of shoot this sometimes when it works for both of us, you know, he's got a day job too and whatever. So 
So that's been kind of cool. That's so, awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's super neat, man. Yeah. Well, tell me congrats when it comes out. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if and when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. You'll see that shit on YouTube or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? all right, though, but, man. But that that's really cool that you're, you know, getting into those projects. Uh, when we were talking off uh, uh, the mics here earlier, you're saying that you did some video work out in Vegas. Uh, you, you filmed Toby Keith. Yeah, I was a my big thing was I was a camera guy for the Golden Knights for the hockey team mm -hmm. or whatever that's a hat I'm wearing right now and and um, that was cool, dude. They went to the Stanley Cup like their first year, and so I had one at one point I interned at KCRG and was a camera guy for them hmm. and for Scott Sable and those guys, which are great guys. And you know we went down to the um, Rough Riders all the time, and yeah. we were filming hot. So they were like they put out a thing in Vegas, like if you've ever filmed hockey, well nobody's filmed hockey out in the. So they were like, you filmed hockey before? Where? And I was like, oh, the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. <laughs> so they let well, me. Well, it's a fast paced game, but it's, so you need yeah, to know so what you're you doing. You need to know what you're yeah. doing, and so they let me. Uh, and they were like, you can run one of these cameras, and I was like, shit, yeah. And so they, it's that T-Mobile Arena, which is just a, a, a kick-ass arena, and. But yeah, it's fast paced. It's it's loud in there. Mm -hmm. It's fun, but it's all. Um, it, it was a great networking thing for me because we did the jumbotron footage. Oh, nice! So you know, a lot of people that had money and were players in the Vegas entertainment business would come and bring their kids and see the game. And I'd be like, "Hey, do you want to uh, get on the jumbotron right, yeah. this weekend?" And they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that'd be great." And I'm like, oh, "I've been really trying to get in at your club or at your." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, here's, yeah, my, card. Was, here's my card. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. So, um, the cameraman's a comedian, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you've been well versed and you've lived uh, a pretty extraordinary life here the last uh, 10 12 years, man. So, congratulations on that, man. Your career has been um, pretty awesome, man. And and we appreciate you sharing your stories with us, man. Dude, that's I awesome. appreciate you just having me and, and saying such nice things to me. It's cool, dude. I can't uh, wait till we, you know, just go back and fuck up cocktails again, dude. That's all I want to do in my career. I want but I want we'll to try to get another show there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're like, Shut you're the like, fuck up back there. <laughs> they are a sponsor, by the way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> actually, that's a cool bar or whatever. I don't no, know I'm talking shit. No. I'm trying to be a little self-deprecating. You're, you're good, You're stroking man. my ego too much. Much. I'm not comics aren't used to that comics yeah. go up and talk about how terrible they are and then you know you go on something like, what's your, your motto is like all positivity and yeah, whatever positive, you know positive people doing positive things around the Midwest yeah, yeah that's so. the most uncomedian thing ever like positive yeah. positive is yeah like, but comedians are positive they make people laugh mm, um, that's you, positive that part right is. that's what I'm saying they bring joy to a lot of people's lives even though most of the time they're very depressed and lonely people and it comes from negativity uh, yeah, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're making people laugh. Yeah, yeah, that part's positive. It <laughs> felt it's, good for a little bit. It's good to be Dr. Laugh, but it, <laughs> yeah. th that usually comes from, from pure negativity. Right, yeah. man. Um, before we get out of here, I, I like to play a little game called Would You Rather. And oh, you okay, got, cool. And you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about here. So would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Oh, dude, 10 minutes. Totally. And that's such a comic thing is like, you, you, you know, like – there's all this buildup to your set all day or whatever. And like, there's so much, especially when you're doing comedy full time, there's so much waiting around and then you're just like, God damn it. I wish I knew how the set was going to go tonight. And a lot of sets, uh, especially guest spots when you're auditioning about five, 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I remember like auditioning at like MGM grand at Brad Garrett's and I was like, Oh my God, please just kill, please kill. Like, uh, you know, and you, I'm not worried about, I think a lot of people get into like, they get into this whole thing where they want to, um, they're like, are you nervous to get on stage? And I'm like, I'm not nervous to talk in front of people. I'm nervous to execute. 
like at my highest level, you know, like right. I don't, I don't want to just be funny. I want to crush, right. you know, I want to murder them for 10 minutes or what, and really show off my whole skill set, show off a little crowd work, good material, clean, funny, you know, all, all, all the above. And so, um, 10 minutes, if I get to go and then know, like I would just dude some sets like that cocktails. If I could see 10 minutes in the future, I would just leave. Sorry, B. Next I'm up out. is Tom Garland. Uh, uh, he's in the parking lot. Yeah. Speeding out. Right? He just hit a garbage can. Garland. <laughs> Garland. <laughs> He even left his car. He's running. <laughs> I'm just down. Just, I'm just down the street. You want your car? <laughs> Where's he going? That's hilarious. He can dude. move for a big guy. I tell you what. Yeah. yeah, he moves. All right. Would you rather have another ten years with your partner or a one night stand with your celebrity crush? Oh, 10 years with my partner, dude. I, you know what? I spent a lot of time around not uh, celebrity crushes, but I spent a lot of times around. Um, celebrities, uh, and I'm not trying to say that as a brag or whatever, but, um, you know, hung out with, with all sorts of, I'm not going to name drop, but all, all sorts of famous people, especially sure, Las yeah. Vegas yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And it was something where I always thought when I was first getting into comedy, I was like, well, that means success. So that would be great if that happened. And then you see the lives that they live. And I'm like, I don't yeah. think I want any of that. No, like, and I liked the um anonymity of being kind of nobody but being good at stand-up uh because then i could go into a club and if i wanted to change up my stuff i could change up my stuff you know like mm -hmm. i could i could try something different sometimes yeah. you know and i and yeah. they don't know they don't know what to expect right so i just come in and and hit them like a freight train when i come out there whereas like otherwise they get into these like characters and these like shticks and they get stuck in that, you know, they get typecast and they yeah. have to be the same character they created when they're 19 years old, when they're 49. And all of a sudden it's like, they don't want to be whoever they are either. Right. You know, so that's weird. So, um, and then, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I love my wife, dude. I, I think, uh, uh, she's a great person and I, I'd love to, um, you know, I get thinking about just like 10 years from now, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, man. what that'll what that'll be like. So, it'll just be a little bit older than I am, dude. I'll have an old <laughs> ass dog, which I'll be excited about. My dog is like a puppy right now that I have with her, and that's like you know, my dog goes to the bathroom about once every she's probably in the time we've done this podcast, she's taken the dog out like eight times. So, oh, I'm, I'll be fine. What type of dog? Uh, it's like a pointer griffin mixed with a cocker spaniel. Okay, it's a cock pointer. Is what I call it. That's I like it. It's, yeah, it's, it's an awesome dog, but it's just it goes to the bathroom way too much. So I'll yeah. be I'll be excited when it's an old dog. Would you rather lose your sight or your memories? Oh, that's fucked up, dude. Now you got dark. That's that's like that's like a, a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, that's it is. Which terrible. is a great series. Um, yeah. Are they a sponsor too? Are they <laughs> Black Mirror? I wish. Yeah. DJ Brian Lee, sponsored by Cocktails and Company, and Black Mirror, and Cockpointer, <laughs> and Cockpointers. That's <laughs> Cockpointers and Company. Cockpointers. Not uh, the same. No, Not the that's same. That's a whole different bar. That's, that's Tom's dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, it's blind or lose your sight or your memories. Lose your sight or your memories. Man, fuck my memories. I want to see shit. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't know. You hey, know I don't judge either way. It's just, yeah. you know. Uh, would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power? 
Oh, respect. I think comedians are all about respect, dude, because I think that's half the reason why anyone does comedy. That's what Rodney says, right? Hey, get no respect. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's everything. I think a lot of entertainers, that's the hardest thing is you're you're the whole time you're just like, so much, you know, a lot of entertainment, there's so many years of it that you're really not making money anyways. So you're just like, oh, geez, I just wish people respected me. You right. Know, like, and even so come back one more time to the cocktails thing. I think the reason I probably sent you that message wasn't that I was worried about, I was performing for free that night. Yeah, so I wasn't worried was, about yeah. money. And I didn't have any power in comedy or any, not that I do now or anybody really, but it, it was, I think I thought, I lost your respect, which I, and I respected you because you were that. you were working so hard, and I could see that you were a professional at what you did, and you had years behind you, and I didn't want either word to get out that that's the kind of stuff I do on stage and lose more respect, right. you know. So it's I think a big thing is just yeah, when you get the respect, then dude, then, then comes the power. Well, then comes the fun because yeah. you know in Chicago. I auditioned at Zany's. Quick story here. I know we're probably running on time, but we're good. I, I auditioned at Zany's on and off, you know, for years, and they never gave me the time of day. And finally, uh, the lady that ran its name was Cindy, and she's a sweet person. And I finally said to Cindy, I said, "Hey, man, could I? What do I got to do? You know, I come, I drive in all the time. I come all the way from Iowa. It's like four hours here. You guys keep looking at me, but you won't put me on the weekends. Like, what, you know, I'm on Mondays or whatever. What do I got to do? And she goes, I'll just tell you, I hate the way you dress. First of all, you dress like a gangster and you dress like an idiot and it doesn't match your act at all. And you're, you know, and it Whoa. takes away. And I, so I said, okay, okay. So I, I, she rebooked me later on some other thing. I showed up in a suit dressed to the nines. And she was like, that's great. You listen to me. You're smart. And, and ended up passing me or whatever at the comedy club, which means, you know, now, yeah. you, now you're in or whatever. Yeah. And it was like word got out in Chicago that I that happened. And all of a sudden, all the little comedy, little showcases, open mics or whatever. They're like, oh, hello, Tom. We were, Tom, do you want to how much time do you want to do? When do you want to go up in the lineup and whatever? And I was like, what the fuck? Why do you guys give a shit or whatever? Yeah. But all of a sudden you get the respect, you yeah. know, and then then it was like. You know, it was fun. It was fun for everybody that I was around too, because then I could be like, and Keegan's going up too, and he's doing. And all of a sudden, I got a couple buddies. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're going up, and and we're popping around. What do you mean you dressed like a gangster? Well, I used to wear like a a backwards cap, and I kind of looked like a cheap version of Fred Durst, dude. I would wear like a. (laughs) You're wearing the backwards cap right now, but I, I wore like a leather jacket, and I it was a weird outfit dude i kind of look have you ever seen like the video game paper boy mm-hmm. yeah. i looked like the paper boy like i, like, I guess yeah, he had it going on yeah <laughs> i thought so too well you know i i later i didn't understand what she was talking about until later i got into vegas and in vegas it made a lot more sense to me because you know chicago midwest iowa it's like everything's kind of gritty and I always saw it as like this. I like it looks like I'm working hard because that's what I am, and that's the kind of clothes I could afford and whatever. But then when I went out to Vegas, I would play with these guys, and they would show up in like ripped up jeans and shit. And I'm like, dude, why are you dressed like that? We're in a building made of solid gold. <laughs> like right. you know, I'm like, put a suit on or a tie or a shirt or something. Like iron your jeans at the very least or some. You know, like yeah wash those sneakers you look like sh- it was it's like this whole thing in comedy to look like shit all the time 
And, uh, and I hated that. And then later on, like I totally bit on what she was talking about cause she was smart and whatever. Yeah. And, um, she ended up helping me out a lot in Las Vegas and it was, it was great, dude. But I always showed up to, um, to Vegas in suits. And one day I won't mention the club, but one club kind of gave me shit for it. Cause it was like, they were like, Oh Tom, he's always in his suits and shit like that. And I said, Hey, by the way too, I'm already in here. So I'm not doing it for you. I'm not like yeah. doing it to audition. I'm doing it for the crowd because they work hard and they're on vacation and I want them to have like the best experience on vacation as yeah. I want them. They're not from Vegas obviously. They're all from all over the world. They're from, you know, a lot of pl- they're from the the small town Wisconsin's, Minnesota's, Iowa's, you know, Michigan whatever and they work hard. They do drywall and shit and uh, stuff I don't want to do. And they save up all their money so they could come out here. Now they're at the big casino, and you come out in jeans talking about your dick. Like it's like, no, no, I'm coming out in a suit to the nines, right? And, and having a well prepared act. You Good know? for you, man. And, and I always yeah. thought that was like, you know, later on that was the way to do it. But again, it's just like, it's like the the cocktails thing. You 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 get into, and the comedy is all about, you know, being able to check yourself. And saying like, okay, that's not how we do things. Right. I assumed, I learned now, and I, you know, weddings that way too. You know, yeah. I'm sure you've had a couple weddings where you're like, oh, okay, could have done that better. But you, what did you say, 800 weddings? A little over 800. 800 yeah. weddings later, you got it down. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, and then then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're like, no, no, no. Let I me, know my role. Let me yeah. tell <laughs> you how we're gonna run this thing. Yeah. You know, and and it's not that you take over, but you just you know how to you know how to facilitate next. Yeah. Year. Yeah. All right, last but not least here, man. Who's your favorite comic to watch right now? Right now? Oh, shoot, dude. That's hard because they're canceling all of them, dude. Who can I say that's not? I like, um, the, you got you probably haven't heard of him, but his name is Butch Bradley, and he's an absolute killer in Las Vegas, and he plays, he's the resident headliner at the Stratosphere. Nice. He's got a new thing on Amazon Prime that's super funny. Um, all the comics I worked with in Vegas were great, man. I, I love Carrot Top, dude. I He's still killing. Oh, dude, he's incredible. And uh, people are always like, oh, I don't know about... And it's like, no, no, dude, he's the real deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's great. Like three decades. Um, I like Mark Normad. I don't know if you know who that is I don't or know. whatever. He was like, I found him on Twitter, and I'm not big on that sort of stuff. But I was like, dude, this guy's killer. And I've seen his... He's a little... Um, all comics are a little, you know, they, a little controversial sure. at, at different times or whatever. So he's not, he's probably not for everybody, but I think he's funny, but I, I get really into the old school dude. I like, you know, I, uh, some of this new age stuff, you know what they did was they started giving everybody and this maybe is bitterness. I don't know if this is, if I should say this, but I feel like they just tossing out specials, dude. Like everybody's got a special yeah. or everybody's got a YouTube special or something like that. Well, it's the power of technology now. Yeah. Well, it's easy to do. And I did that when I first went on the road. So maybe I'm guilty of what I'm, I'm a hypocrite here. Cause I recorded an album at like three years in the comedy. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't record your stuff or put your stuff out there. But I'm saying, like, man, on these big platforms like Netflix, you know, it's one thing you put your shit on Spotify, but I mean, geez, fucking Netflix specials or whatever, yeah. and the and the the comics are green. They're like, you're like, is this are, are they really killing right now? Because that doesn't seem like anything to me. Whereas the old specials, they used to build that for ten years, yeah, and then drop a bomb on somebody, dude. Like I remember. Um, Kevin James has a special called Sweat the Small Stuff, and he's just murdering. He doesn't curse the entire time. It's completely clean, just funny as hell. 
and uh and, and that was around when he got king of queens and yeah. whatever and it was just like uh, it was like explosive but you know he's been working on it for like 10 years a long time long time yeah whereas now it's like even shit dude even Chappelle, people were talking about his new special and they were like oh it's so controversial because he talks about this and that and i was like i think it's controversial because it's not that funny like i was like i've seen him be better than that oh yeah but they're making him crank and first of all i wouldn't turn down 30 million or whatever the hell he gets for that shit right. i'd be like yeah, i'd be like yeah. i'll come up with something yeah exactly <laughs> i was like i'll be there i'll be just fine yeah but i mean but they you know they brought it back he had the new special the closer and i was like ah and he's one of my favorites i know he's one of mine too i'm not yeah. i'm really not but i'm just like man i've seen him be better so it's like i don't know i wish they'd wait longer but well, they're just trying to crank out, con- you know, content. content. Yeah, yeah, it's all is, about is content is, right yeah. now and whatever. So. so I've been watching Matt Rife. Oh, do I know who that is? He does that a lot of crowd so work. Familiar. Yeah, okay, he's, he's real young, work. good-looking dude, right? Yeah. You know, and he does mainly crowd work, and he just destroys with it. Like nice. I watch his shit on on Instagram. Like I'll get into one of his, you know, clips, and then I'll watch. Spend the next hour and a half watching, like. As many as I can because he's so fucking brilliant. That's great. So dude. yeah, I, I'd like to have uh, him come to our open mic. Well, you would Matt, like yeah. you would like Butch Bradley then, dude, because yeah. it's all crowd work. And then I mean, that's I did, the best sometimes. I did a lot of it in Las Vegas, and actually, I got into the crowd for a minute at your last yeah. show. Yeah, you did but good. Yeah. I'm mm, I'm rusty on the crowd because my material's solid, but I'm I'm rustier on the crowd. Because that I feel like you have to do all the time, or at least I like to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I was in the city, shit, I'm doing 14 shows a week or so, you know, because you're doing like, you know, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, and then your open mic after you can get a lot of sets in, yeah. you know, and still take a day off and be like, I did 15 sets this week and had a day off. Wow. Like, that's, you know, that's crazy. So then your your crowd shit's on because you see the same stuff every time and scenarios start to repeat themselves right. and, and you get in a groove and whatever. There's I'm getting we, we talked about I'm getting less uh you know big crowd opportunities in in Iowa, but then uh, you know I, I'm I'm trying to go down into the um into like unconventional environments and and kind of you know check my skills that way sure so it's like you know like i said lots of shows that are meant for musicians or doing what you know trying to just shock my system yeah and be like okay i'm not going to get as many reps in because there's not even that many clubs or bars or whatever in cedar rapids that will do stuff like this or the corridor or even des moines or whatever um but i'm gonna take i i think you know i even did a couple road shows with donnie baker or whatever and i was just yeah yeah, just trying to get reps in or whatever but um it's more like you know how how do i hone back in on is uh, most crowd work is listening yeah people always think it's like you got to be super quick and it's like no you have to hear what they said most of the time the crowd will will fuck themselves yeah (laughs) you know and you just make fun of them for it well i I saw an interview with patrice o'neill one time where he said it's all about the reveal yeah. It's not even so much them fucking themselves as they reveal something. Or they reveal more information that's needed. Than needed. And then yeah, you're like, yeah. what? Exactly. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I had a show one night and I said to a couple, I said, uh, I said, how do you, you know, how did you guys meet or whatever? And she goes, he used to be married to my cousin. And then I was like, oh, well, let's talk to you, cousin <laughs> fucker. You know, now all of a sudden this guy's cousin fucker all night. And... 
Dude, that made, and that was kind of one of those breaks where I had, I was like, I need to do more of that. Why am I not doing that? Why am I up there spewing this shit that's not, and again, it then it gets into like you, I said about people on vacation, like, well, they don't know me. They don't know what to expect. I want to tailor it to them Uh or whatever. So, so that the show is more personal for them. Right. You know, and they They feel special. It does feel special. Uh Yeah. Whereas otherwise, a lot of these comics, especially in the New York, Chicago, LA is where they're trying to be new and cutting edge and whatever. And they're like, let me tell you about me. I'm like, man, no one gives a shit about you. Like, I mean, you gotta be really good and really come out swinging for me to be like, Oh, tell me about your life or, or really have an interesting take or story or something. But the average comic, I'm like, I'd rather see him get into the audience and play yeah. around a little bit, you know? That's where it's at, man. Yeah, yeah, it's riskier. It's yeah. tightrope walking. Yeah. Well, fun. hopefully we see some of that here um, coming up here on Thursday, January 19th at the Classic Event Center. We got mm-hmm. Tom Garland uh, hosting the show and uh, is also going to do some, uh, you know, some of your work as well, too, you know, besides just hosting, I hope. Oh, dude, yeah. We'll You're going to at least do a set, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. do a set. We'll do all sorts of stuff, dude. I, I yeah. would encourage, like I said, we are we need new comics, man. And I don't need, but I mean, you know, we're going to have a great show no matter what. But I'm like, I'd love to get some new fresh blood out there. Yeah, and uh, And vampire bite people into this industry. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. And then on uh, Saturday, January 21st at uh, the NAP uh, is it Nap? It's Nap Creek Event Nap Center. Nap Creek Event Center. Nap Creek Event Center. It's yep. gonna be great, man. And you're gonna see Walford, a little Iowa. bit of a little bit of everything. Um, we got, like I said, we got Keegan Buckingham, Ed Burroughs. We've got a DJ, uh, DJ One Way with it, and myself. And um, we're gonna throw down, dude. I'm gonna get. I've been bottled up for quite a long wait. time, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to pop off. So no, I love it, man. I cannot wait at all, man. I, I appreciate you jumping on GXP podcast with us, brother. I mean, honestly, man, this is an amazing time. I, I'm super excited to be working with you again. And uh, we'll have you back on here in, you know, maybe a year or two um, or a month or two. Who knows? Right? Six months. Like six I months. said, I'll yeah, see you in six months. months. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Tom Garland, ladies and gentlemen. Bikini bottom, she looking hella fly. Too hot for television, it's not televised. I'm Patrick, cause I'm a starfish. No, I'm just playing, but I'm feeling like a star bitch. On the dance floor, she did an ugly dance. I took her home and caught the crusty crab. Know you hate it, boy, cause we the future, boy. I kill them lyrically, but still go stupid, boy. I'm hella dumb.